0: Hi, my name is Kirk Hamilton, your host of the Staying Healthy Today show. This is a show where we bring you key experts in the fields of nutrition, prevention, integrative, and lifestyle medicine. I'm at the uh, A4M Thailand meeting, and uh, it's a pleasure. I heard a very provocative review of multiple studies on the role of selenium uh, with coenzyme Q10 on cardiovascular mortality by uh, Dr. Urban Alihagan. Uh, He's a MD, PhD uh, cardiologist of how many years?
1: Well, I've been a cardiologist since 1992.
0: Wow. And, uh, you know, I'm very familiar with those products actually, but I I see them separately used. So, first of all, how did you go from being a traditional cardiologist to being interested in nutraceuticals? Because that sometimes is antithetical to uh, many cardiologists. So how did you get to that jump?
1: Actually, I was contacted by a professor He was a cancer researcher. And he wanted to get some heart failure patients in order to patients in order to compare them with healthy persons and those with cancer. And he knew that I had uh, some patients and uh, I provided him with that. And during the discussions, uh, I was also interested for the first time of lo- my life with uh, that there could be some other things that we as a scholar medicine, educated cardiologists uh, didn't know of. And that was the beginning. And that was about what time frame?
0: 2004. Well wow, so you've um, I've been doing this 35 years, so you've been opening nutraceuticals for 16 years. Yeah. Well wow. you've done a lot of work in that time. Uh, before I get into it, tell me
1: where you, you work for the audience and, and what you do on a daily basis. I'm a professor in cardiology. I'm working at the University Hospital of Linköping, which is situated in the, in the south part of Sweden. Now, I am a researcher roughly 30% of my, my time and I have clinical work roughly 50% of my time, and the rest is research. Is there an impetus to find,
0: um, I'm being kind of facetious here, but uh, a better way to reduce costs in cardiology? I mean, are your colleagues, the more conventional people, trying to look
1: for ways to reduce cost, or is it governments running out of money and you're going to have to do it? Well, I don't know your situation in the US, but in, in, in Sweden, at least, we have Uh, run out of money, meaning that we don't have enough beds in the hospitals and we have to find solutions in order to reduce the cost at the and at the same time increase the health uh, situation for our inhabitants. And by that I think that we have maybe some interesting data to present to, to our government for example. To be more
0: cost-effective. Uh, the theory is nutraceuticals will be less costly in not only use but also in prevention of more um, invasive or medical um, therapies. Alright, so how did you combine Where did you get the idea of combining selenium with
1: CoQ10? Based on results that that was published from Stockholm, actually, in 2003, Xia and and colleagues uh, showed there that inside each of our living cells, the cell needs presence of both selenium and coenzyme Q10 in order to produce active uh, coenzyme Q10 and also produce the 25 known, so far known, selenium-containing enzymes. And as we know that all Europeans and all Australians and all New Zealanders are low on selenium and also that even if we are normal on selenium, if, if, for example as you are in the US, you are low on selenium when you are diseased, when you are getting older, when you are breastfeeding your children, when uh, you, you have uh, wounds uh, for so on. And by that, we wanted to give our, our persons uh, or our patients selenium, and we kno- knew that as we are getting older, the, the production of cortisol decreases. And by that, we chose to also to give them coenzyme Q10. Is the CoQ10 the thought to increase mitochondrial function
0: and then as a general antioxidant, or what was the kind of thought besides it just going down as
1: you get older? Uh, the, the, main, the main reason was that we, d- we wanted to get an optimal function of the selenium-containing enzymes. And if you are low on coenzyme Q10, the cell cannot produce effectively those enzymes. Now, coenzyme Q10 is one of the most powerful antioxidants also, and uh, as selenium is.
0: Selenium. So uh, I think of glutathione peroxidase when I think of selenium. So give me another couple biggies of the 25. I mean, uh, what are the ones that, are there any in particular that you're interested in of those
1: 25 enzymes or just all of them? Uh, the, the three main, or the two main enzymes that, that, is, mm, that are most important are selenium protein P and uh, glutathione peroxidase. Now, teoreduxin reductase is also important. All three is important in our defense system in the cell, but also in the the energy production of the cell.
0: Where did you come up with the doses of 100
1: milligrams of CoQ10 and what kind of CoQ10 was it? Was it ubiquinol or ubiquinone? It was uh, ubiquinone. Now, the reason for that is one, it is cheaper. Second, We have uh, studies indicating that it is uh, not so important to choose ubiquinol as the, the body itself converts it from ubiquinone to ubiquinol. If you get it absorbed. Yeah. And that was the reason why we chose uh, the, the formulation that we chose from PharmaNord, because they have a patented crystalline architecture. And a group from Spain has showed that by that they even get a higher bioavailability compared to ubiquinol, which is uh, demonstrated and p-
0: public. So you used uh, 100 micrograms of selenium twice a day and 100 milligrams of ubiquinone. A twice day. a day yeah. and was it a selenium con- um
1: was it a yeast containing selenium yes that you use because the more bioavailable least double uh, sometimes triple as high uh, available bioavailability by the choice of uh, selenium yeast instead of selenium metronite did it matter whether it was with meals or without meals or it doesn't matter actually and th- there have been studies on that as long as you take it the same day in the day so i saw the slide up there where
0: europeans have lower levels of selenium in their serum and I guess assume the soil. I actually do selenium levels <laughs> because I'm concerned about too much. Even though I like to see low levels sometimes so I could just give it, but I don't see it uh, hardly at all. I, I'm just thinking back the last time I saw low-level of selenium.
1: So, why is that? Probably because that you are measuring healthy persons, but if you go to an in- intensive care unit in the U.S., you will probably see persons who are low on selenium because, as I mentioned, uh, which is shown from the Australia, persons who are maybe normal on selenium, when they're passing an operative pr- procedure, they will be low on selenium due to losses of selenium and being low on selenium post-operatively would influence the the length of the stay in the intensive care unit so
0: tell us about one of the main studies you showed that it increased overall mortality or
1: reduced excuse me overall mortality tell me a little bit about that study and well we wanted to evaluate if we could influence mortality and also cardiac function by giving healthy normal retired Swedish persons selenium and coenzyme cutan based on the discussions that we had earlier. So we gave them uh, the the combined supplementation and the intervention length was four years and we followed uh, our patient for five years and after that we could see a highly significant reduction in cardiovascular mortality. Less persons died if they got selenium and coenzyme cutane, and also an increased uh, cardiac function. Uh, as we could see from ultrasound examinations. Was that from an echocardiogram? Yes. So, you also brought in another
0: study in your second talk about fibrosis. Define what fibrosis is, I think of thickening
1: of tissue, but what is yeah. your definition of it? When we're getting older, we can see that all our blood vessels are getting more stiff. This can be very easily measured by measuring the velocity of the bounce if we have an ultrasound uh, impulse. The pulse wave? Yeah, Yeah. and also we could see that um, among elderly persons, uh, the heart uh, is also more stiff due to uh, increased amount of collagen in the heart and also in the vessel. So we wanted to see if we could influence the amount of stiffness and collagen and uh, fibrosis by giving the selenium and coenzyme which we have shown. Was it the same dose? Yeah. Same product? Yeah.
0: What were some of the major tests you did? You pulse wave velocity
1: and what were a couple other parameters that you... We had a lot of parameters uh, in the ultrasound or echo uh, where we examined the, the cardiac function Uh, the the resilience of of, uh, the heart and the the vessels and and so on. And taken together, we had also findings from from the blood samples where we analyzed uh, eight different biomarkers of, of fibrosis. So, I guess you
0: could say that the CoQ10 and the selenium were anti-aging type of substances? Well, or what would you well, what would you define it if it inhibits fibrosis or slows fibrosis?
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say that uh, the word anti-aging is a bit provocative, uh, right. at least uh, in school medicine. But taken together, the findings that we have now, uh, which we also have published, is that we have, through the bio- biomarker for apoptosis, uh, insulin growth factor 1, we have shown that we could increase the level of this biomarker which we know has a positive effect on the programmed cell death. Two, we know that uh, when we are getting older there is an increase of inflammation. And inflammation is a central part also in aging. We have evaluated uh, six or seven biomarkers for inflammation and we have shown uh, and also published results uh, indicating that we have less inflammation by the intervention with selenium and coenzyme q10 and lastly we have also shown that we have influence on the fibrosis so uh, three different areas all pointing anti-aging effect actually the latter two i get the first one insulin Drive growth
0: factor, IGF-1, I thought we were trying to keep that lower so, so we wouldn't develop
1: cancers and things like that. No, it is just the opposite in this case. Uh, and when we are getting older, the, the level will decrease. And uh, as we have a lower uh, uh, level of IGF-1, we have an increased cardiovascular risk. Uh, so we wanted it a higher level in this case. I agree with you that there have been reports and there have been discussions about the level of IGF-1, but we haven't reached the higher level that uh, have reported increased risk of cancer.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was part of Walter Longo as a researcher, you know, at uh, gerontologist famous for longevity at USC. And, you know, fasting helps keep IGF-1. Well, actually, lower protein diets at younger ages keeps IGF-1 down. And that was part of the goal. But All right. um, where do you want to go from here? What is it that you would love to see happen in a
1: a perfect world in the next five or ten years? I would like to convince my authorities that we could prescribe these substances for uh, the Swedes instead of letting them pay uh, their total cost. Because then it would be cheaper for the society because we would probably reduce the cost and the stay in hospital for the Swedes as for the US uh, situation so, uh, uh, so
0: let's say in a perfect world that they say yes how would you would you just say everybody I mean would they go buy Selenium and CoQ10 would you put it in a multi or just those two by themselves, because obviously that's what you studied? I mean, how would they get it? How would you implement it on a massive scale if the government says,
1: let's do it? Let's see from a historical point of view. In 1970, there were reports from the Scandinavian countries indicating that re- the report was actually from Finland, indicating that being low on selenium, uh, as it was in Finland, increased the risk almost three times of, of cardiovascular mortality. So. What did the authorities in Finland say? They said that we cannot allow our population to be exposed to an increased cardiovascular risk. So since 1986 there is a supplementation of selenium in Finland through fertilizers and since that they have reported decreased uh, amount of stroke, decreased amount of cardiovascular mortality and disease. So it might be uh, smart to give, at least in, in the areas where uh, we are low on selenium, uh, selenium as the Finns do since 1986 through the fertilizers.
0: Okay, so that wouldn't be, but you've talked about CoQ10, so I got the selenium part. You're in a perfect world. How would you still, would you just tell your patients to do it? Would you
1: uh, have the no. government give it out? Or <laughs> I'm a cardiologist. Uh, I don't have any, uh, all the answers. I get it. But if we have an unbalance in all ourselves as Europeans or as elderly persons, I think it's wise to try to affect this unbalance and to try to get a balance by giving the persons uh, the things that we are low on. And by that I think in a perfect world I would give the the Swedes both selenium and coenzyme and Q10. What type of formulation, I don't know. Still, I'm a cardiologist. All right, so being a cardiologist, um, do you use statins? Uh, uh, As a cardiologist, of course, I I give my, my patients statins. So, statins block? CoQ10 production, yes. so I know maybe that. you
0: could give insight into that
1: since you're specialist in testing for CoQ10 and, and using it. We know from huge studies uh, on statins that we have a decrease of the endogenous production of carlisane Q10, roughly 40%. and. Uh, a lot of patients uh, complains when they are on statins uh, of muscular pain. Now in Sweden, the first step is to try to keep the patient uh, on statin because the statin have one single thing that the other lipid lowering agents did, uh, do not have. It decreases inflammation, which is the main driver for uh, progressive a- atherosclerosis. So the first step we, that we do is to give our patient uh, coenzyme Q10 and stay on statin and to see if the muscular pain decreases. Now uh, this is successful in roughly one-third of our patients and the rest of course we have to change lipid lowering agent. Well all right so then do you do CoQ10 levels to see if first of
0: all they were deficient before you gave them statin and then if they were normal and it went down do you
1: ever you know check CoQ10 levels before and after statins? R- uh, routinely, no, because we we know that if we have an elderly person, they are low on coenzyme Q- Q- Q10. Fair enough. And if they have treated uh, with statins, we also know that it could be successful to give them coenzyme Q10. The dosages that we a couple hundred have milligrams. Used. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you have an optimal serum level of coQ10 that you would shoot for in a perfect
1: world if you would measure people? This is quite a difficult area to, to discuss because we don't know, but. Uh, We aim at 2.5, 2.5. I wonder
0: where that came from, because I I use Quest Lab all the time. It's a major lab in the United States, and I measure CoQ10 on everybody. And it used to have somewhere, like it had the normal range 0 to 1.48 or something like that, and then it had below it for cardiovascular patients to get above 2.5. And when I act, um, oh gosh, I did interviews of another very famous um, gentleman, cardiologist in Texas, I'm drawing a blank, um, Langshen to Peter Langshan. Peter yes. Langshan. So when I interviewed him and asked him that same question, um,
1: you know, it was a minimum of above three. I know that, uh, and also th- those who want to use Coenzyme Q10 as an anti-aging agent aim for higher levels. But for the not for the general population, but for the majority of patients, I think that we don't need that high levels.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting. I'd like to. I mean, may, I'd like to see that product and try it because I'd like to see because I know what levels I get with a, an ubiquinol uh, substance. So, Dr. Ali Hagen, any closing comments
1: you'd like to, to make on CoQ10, selenium, or cardiology for that matter? First is that when we started our project, none of us, none of us believed in this. When we got the result, we thought that this must be wrong. And that was the main driver why we performed evaluations of inflammation, of oxidative stress, or quality of life, to see if we could prove the, positive, the surprising and positive results that we have in the main study. After we had received the results, all of us started to, to be on uh, covencyme, q and selenium. Oh, your colleagues. Yeah. How long have you been taking it for? Since uh, 2011. All right, so seven years. It doesn't look like
0: you're going to fall down tomorrow. <laughs> have you tested any um, vascular parameters on yourself? Uh, I mean, yes. What, I do you, mean. what do you do to assess you, if you don't mind me?
1: Just an assessment on a yearly basis. What do you do for yourself? I think... Uh, the most uh, important thing is to have uh, f- uh, good and real and natural uh, food. That's the the first thing. Be physical, ac- uh, have physical activity. Uh, now, as I have possibility to measure the the stiffness mm-hmm. of, of my mm-hmm. vessels, I also also perform uh, measurement of my my vessels. And is I that the pulse wave yeah, velocity? Yeah, yeah. And that's a uh, simple, uh, uh, cheap uh, evaluation, uh-huh. which gives a lot of information. That's enough for me. You don't do lipids or vascular markers or anything every year? Yeah, lipids, yes, yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Ali Hagen, for talking with me today. And I want to thank the audience for listening. And until next time, stay and be well.